illegal participation on the defense. 15-yard penalty from the previous spot remains first down. This had better be a big play after all of that. Second down and eight, four and a half to go in the half, six nothing Beavers. Jonathan from the right half from the zone 25, goes back to throw and throws the out, and it's caught, and it's going to be a big play! Chad Johnson down the left sideline, nobody will catch Chad, and it's a touchdown 75 yards for the Beavers! This is the moment, and right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right back. Simon's in the handoff, can't cut to the left, first down and more, 30, 25, 20, Simonton on his way, Ken into the end zone, touchdown Beavers, and the streak is going to end here tonight. The snap on target to Wojtnik, he gets a much better punt away here, Sammy Strotter back to his 30 yard line, starts up the middle, gets to the 40, he's got a seam, 45 midfield, 45, 40, he's got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Welcome to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heinrich Tailgater. Recording this while from Wisconsin at the Heinrich Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me this week from where he likes to keep his wood just outside of Dundee, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic liquid immersion, my co-host and brother, The Beach. How's it going, Beach? It's going good, Billy. How you doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. How's your wood doing? Uh, it's doing good. I haven't been by for a couple of days uh, in the daytime, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I haven't been able to uh, really get the whole scope of how everything is going. But, you know, my wood so far, it looks good. It feels good. It's hard. It's tall. Not too wet? No. Unfortunately, my wood never – well, it gets a little wet, but not the wet that I would like. Yeah, I understand. Actually, the boys and I drove through Dundee today. Uh-huh. On our way home, because I-5 was just a mess. And you didn't swing by the... the... Well, we don't, I don't know where it's at. Oh, it's up in the hills. Yeah, I know. But I pointed out to the boys, I'm like, guys, this is Dundee. We will know somebody soon living in Dundee. Wow. Did, um... Yeah, do you know where the Dairy Queen is on the south side of Newburgh? Oh, yeah. We were looking at that, because it has the cool old neon sign outside. It does, but it doesn't light up, but it's got the old... No, it was on tonight. Oh, was it? Yeah. Cool. The kind of long one. It like says Dairy Queen. I think it says Dairy Queen like vertically. Vertically. No, there's one out in the parking lot that says Dairy Queen, and at the top it, it looks like a cone. Okay. Okay. Well, so if you're going south in Newburgh and the the Dairy Queen's on the left, mm-hmm. veer to the right. Okay. You got to veer. Veer. Okay. Yeah. Don't don't just turn to the right. You have to veer. Okay. Well, okay. I, I figure that we'll get your we'll get the address and the boys and I'll Jess will drive up there sometime. Check it out. Cool. Meet All right. Up there. All right. Well, the purpose of illegal participation is for us to spread our inside experiences and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others and just generally talk beaver sports, football, tailgating, and have some fun along the way. Today, Beej, we have a little bit of listener feedback for you. Okay. I'm excited. I love listener feedback. Yes. uh, We have a little bit of beaver sports news. Um, Do we have an update from Eugene coming? 
Uh, you know, it's a little bit different format of an update from Eugene, but yes, I, I think we do have a Eugene uh, update coming across the uh, c- across the wire. Cool. Um, we will go under further review for week 13 of the Pac-12. We have another Tommy Tuberville jackass of the week award. We mm-hmm. will preview the upcoming week 14 games in the Pac-12 beach, the final week of the regular season. Okay. And of course, it is Civil War game week, and so we will talk about the preview of the upcoming civil war heinrich tailgater and then after all that beach i think you have a little rosie ruiz cheaters and horrors to share with us i do i do right on i want to remind everyone you uh if you want to get in touch with us there's a couple ways you can leave us a voicemail at 541-207-3586 email us heinrich tailgater at gmail.com you can follow me on twitter at heinrich tailgater and also check us out on facebook just look for heinrich tailgater All right, Beej, you ready for a little bit of listener feedback? Yes. Okay, Beej, we got an email. (laughs) That's awesome. We got an email. Just making sure it works. Getting the old dust off of the old uh, Commodore 64 there. There you go. What do you got? Listener Doug emailed us. Okay. And Doug says, just so you don't think no one loves you, even though it's possible that no one actually does love you, here's an email. That is all, Doug. Do, do we know Doug? I know Doug. Okay. Well, yeah. that's good. Yeah, I know Doug. That's awesome. Do I know Doug? Uh, no, you don't. Okay. Well, thanks, Doug. Appreciate the email all the same. Yeah. Yeah. Come out and have a Philly cheesesteak on Saturday. Uh, they usually tailgate. Oh, they have not with... tailgate. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, Doug was the one that went to the Colorado game and checked out the uh, bar. We told him to check him out. Oh, dude. Yeah, Doug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like uh, I feel like that show, the movie. Um, uh, shoot, I always want to say the, you know, Doug, not Black Doug. Why Doug? Oh. <laughs> the Hangover. The Hangover. <laughs> right, on. right on. So, so there's your little piece of uh, listener feedback for this week, Beach. Okay, cool. Thanks, Doug. There you go. All right, Beach, ready to move on to a little Beaver and Pac-12 news? Yes, let's move on. All right, Beach. First up is women's volleyball. Dude, Billy, I love women's volleyball. Let's talk about them. All right. Uh, the Oregon State volleyball team took the court for a noon match last Friday, taking on the number 25 USC Women of Troy. So, the, so they, they had a nooner? Exactly. The so, Beavers took a commanding 3-1 to one victory, only trailing twice in the three sets that they won. Now, the Oregon State volleyball team started strong Saturday night when battling number 17 UCLA, but were eventually felled by the Bruins 3-1. and one. The Beavs are now 18 and 11 overall, 8 and 10 in the Pac-12, and enter the final weekend of the regular season with the most wins by an OSU team since the 1996 season. They will face e- they will head east to face number 19 Colorado this Wednesday uh, at 2 p.m. Pacific, and then to complete the regular season, the Beavs face number 14 Oregon Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, at 3 p.m. for Senior Night. Wow, so they're going to uh, really not have a Thanksgiving for those volleyball players. No, nope, nope. they'll have the, the Thanksgiving with the team. But uh, if they can pick up a win at one or both of those, they they sh- they're, they should be looking pretty good for a Pac-12 tournament bid anyway. Sweet. They've That's beat, awesome. They've beaten enough teams, and 18 and 11, even if they go 8 and 12 in the Pac-12, they should still probably go. Okay, So cool. We'll good. keep our fingers crossed for them, and hopefully uh, – Hopefully they'll be eating duck on Friday. There you go. All right, Beach. Uh, now it's time for men's soccer. 
Well, I thought we were going to talk about sports today, Billy, but if you want to bring that up. All right, Beach. Uh, the Oregon State men's soccer team capped a signature day in the program's 27-year history on Thursday with a 1-0 victory over Denver in the first round of the NCAA tournament for their first ever NCAA tournament win. Now, also on Thursday, senior forward Kerry Shelton was named the Pac-12 Player of the Year. He was joined by the freshman of the year, Timmy Mueller. Now, Shelton was the second Beaver to collect that honor with Danny Mwanga in 2009. Mwanga. Mwanga, yeah. But uh, then, Beach, on Sunday, the Beaver storybook season came to an end with a one to nothing loss to Creighton in the second round of the NCAA tournament. That sucks. Yeah. So, season ended in Omaha against Creighton, but a uh, great season nonetheless. Okay. Moving on. All What's right, next, Uh Now it's time for wrestling. Sweet. Right. It's the, the stellar wrestling team. Yep. Now, uh, the wrestling team opened its Pac-12 conference season against Arizona State last night, Beach, beating the Sun Devils 16-15 to in a tiebreaker. Now, the 20th-ranked Beavers won at 167 pounds to lead 15-3 to overall in the team standings. But the Sun Devils won the last four weight classes to tie it all up at 15. Now, each team had won four bouts, and neither team had a major decision. But the Beavs outscored the, the Sun Devils 51-43 to in match points, so they were awarded a one-point bonus, bonus to win the duel. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. So now the Beavs are now... That kind of sounds like they're making up rules there, but okay. <laughs> well, no, it's just, it's just how it works out. If it ends up okay. tied, then they, they look at who had the most match points. Okay. So, now the Beavs are now idle until the annual Cliff Keen Las Vegas Invitational, December 5th and 6th, so a couple weeks. And then their next dual meet is at Boise State on December 13th. Okay, and Boise State's in wrestling because the team to the south most likely is not. True. True, okay. yes. Yes, so uh, Boise State does compete in Pac-12 wrestling just because not a lot of other Pac-12 teams compete in wrestling. Okay. Now, a stupid question, Billy, because we've had this conversation before, like certain reasons why certain teams aren't allowed in the Pac-12 conference when they were trying to create a larger conference was because there's uh, academic requirements in the schools. Correct. That the Pac-12 has that other schools can't meet. Correct. But ultimately, they overlook those rules in order to fill up the docket on certain sports. On some of these sports, Beach, because there has been so much cutting of sports. Mm -hmm. um, they, they make exceptions. Exactly. Just like but, I don't believe... Oregon has a men's soccer team. Okay. They have but the, women's, but they don't have men's. But the exceptions are not the rule. Exactly. Okay. The, the big sports beads, the ones that really matter, are football, mm -hmm. men's and women's basketball, mm -hmm. and baseball. Mm -hmm. And obviously, like, a lot of teams still have women. A lot of schools still have women's volleyball. Mm -hmm. So that, But so many teams have, or so many um, schools have cut wrestling that uh, they've had to allow other schools into well, the Pac-12 to compete. Otherwise, those schools, I mean... Because wrestling doesn't really bring it, doesn't fill up the, the bleachers. No, no. And it's a non-revenue sport. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of those other, you know, like the WAC or, um, you know, some of those other leagues that, that these other schools are in, there's not enough schools in that league that, that compete in that sport for them to have their own uh, conference in it. Gotcha. So they've kind of had to consolidate down, so... Okay. That's why you get that with uh, wrestling. You get that with men's soccer. Um, you I, you might get it with swimming too. I don't know. But okay. I know those two sports. Je uh, Greg can probably answer that one for us. Yeah, there you go. All right, Beach, on to women's basketball. 
I love women's basketball, Billy. I love the short shorts. There you go. All right, Beach. Six Beavs scored in double figures for the second consecutive game as the number 20 Oregon State women's basketball team topped Concordia 92-35 Saturday afternoon at Gill. The Beavs shot 51.4% from the field as the Cavaliers shot a measly 19.6%. So they were pretty outmatched. Yep, they doesn't they they can't score. Yeah, the, the Concordia can't. No. Nope. Now the ladies are three and zero and are heading to Hawaii right now to take part in the Tom Weston Invitational. They will face Butler on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, before taking on BYU on Saturday. Hmm. So Christmas in the Islands. That's not a bad or not Christmas Thanksgiving. Uh, in the excuse islands. me, you're right. Thanksgiving in the Islands. Yeah, not a bad thing at all. Yeah. I don't know if they have turkeys over there. A lot of wild chickens, though, I hear. They probably eat a lot of pork. Spam. Maybe they form a big old spam pig. Big old spam, spam turkey? Turkey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right, Beach, let's move on to men's basketball. Okay. So uh, Langston, Morris-Mocker, <laughs> Langston Morris-Walker and Gary Payton II each recorded a career-high 16 points as the men beat Corbin 86-62 to last Tuesday. Okay. Then on Friday, Olaf Schaftenar scored a career-high 12 points as Oregon State won a hard-fought contest oral, over Oral Roberts, 55-42. to Now, at that time, Beach, uh, the Beavs were 3-0, and and it was the only second time in 14 years that Oregon State has started 3-0. and Wow. So that's pretty good, even though they're not... <laughs> All right, how, how good is Oral Roberts and Corbin? Not great. I mean, Corbin's that real small... Christian school um, in Salem. Wow. It's okay. over there kind of by the by the state pen. It's on the east side of I-5. Okay. You know where I'm talking I about? I, I didn't even know there. I know where the state pen is at, but I didn't it's know. It's kind where. of, well, it's really, you can see the state pen from Corbin. It's um kind of up on the side of the hill there. Oh, okay. I'll take a look next time. I'm yeah, as you're way. driving down I-5, you'll see, used to be Corbin College. Now it's Corbin University. You'll see I have seen those, I saw the signs because I drove by and saw the signs for the university and saw that they'd ripped the college logo off and added a university, university logo yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was so, funny. So that's where Corbin is. And obviously they're not that great. But mm-hmm. uh, still, you know, Beavs went out and, and played well, beat them by 24. Um, then Oral Roberts, you know, that's a Division One school. So played them, mm-hmm. played them tough. Um, beat them. So 3-0, that's a good way to start out. But then, Beach, uh, on Monday, Victor Robbins scored a career-high 16 points as Oregon State fell to Oklahoma State, 66-53. Now, the Beavs kept it close, and with 10 minutes to play, only trailed by 8 when they went on an 8-0 run to tie it up. But Oklahoma State went on an 11-0 run after that to um, end up beating the Beavs by 13. Yeah. So uh, the Beavs there are in uh, Las Vegas playing a tournament. So they're now 3-1, and one and they will take on Auburn in the consolation game on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So uh, even though they, they didn't win, that's still a pretty good uh, uh, showing against Oklahoma State. That's a, a perennial uh, tournament team. You know, they go to, they go mm-hmm. to the, the, the tournament every year. They go to March Madness. So okay. to see them come out and, and play well this early in the season, that's just – Good thing to see, you know. I, I, what I'm liking is we're seeing guys working their tails off, especially guys last year that would just get buried on the on the bench, and you'd mm-hmm. never see them again. Well, you know, uh, Coach Tinkle seems to be giving them a shot, and they're working hard. He's coaching hard. 
You know, it's going to be a tough season. Does he actually get off of his chair and coach yes, while the game he is, is going up on? coaching his team? And that doesn't mean sitting on his chair with his hand on his head, yelling move more than that. So yes, it's, God, he just sounds so much like his brother-in-law <laughs> anyways. So yeah, so it's good to see. It's going to be a different kind of game. Yeah, pretty much. We're, we're not going to put boots on the ground. We're going to just drop bombs. All right, Beach. Wow. See how, see how I did that, Billy? Yep. See what I mm-hmm. did there? I wonder if our audience yeah, did. Probably. All right, Beach, let's move on to football. <laughs> okay. What's going on in the football well, Beach, lineup? Last week, uh, the Oregon State-Boise State football series was announced to continue as both teams announced future dates uh, last week that they'll be playing in the future. Uh, with well, that that would be good because if one of them announced the date and the other one yes. didn't, that's like changing your status on Facebook without letting the other oh, person know. Oh, I know. know. You're saying in a relationship. <laughs> the other person's not saying in a relationship. Kind of awkward. <laughs> We're saying there's a game. The other team's not saying there's a game. So really, we don't really want to know. And you're kind of the friend and you kind of want to ask. But you really can't. But you want to know. And then the other friends that aren't as good a friend as you are asking, mm-hmm. so, so what's up with that? And you're like, dude, I don't know. And they're like, were well, you going to ask him? Dude, how do you ask somebody like that? <laughs> so anyways, B, um, the Broncos are already scheduled to visit Corvallis in 2016 to complete a series that was started, I think, back in like 2010. Because we haven't played them in a year no, or two, have uh, we? I think it was 2010. It was when Quiz and... James were still both here. Okay. Is that 2010? Yeah, 2010. Um, wow. So they, they're still scheduled to visit Corvallis in 2016 to complete that two-game series. While a new two-game series was inked to be played in Corvallis in 2022 and in Boise in 2023. You know, I see your outline here, Billy, and I swore you typed that in wrong because I'm like going, dude, that's like way out there. And I'm like going, that's only like eight and nine years yeah, away. Not even that, Beach. So, I mean, this is the 24th yeah, season, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy, huh? Unbelievable. All right. <sighs> hey, hey, Beach, is that, the, yeah, is that the teletype I hear behind you? It is, it is. Hold on just one second. Let me rip this some bitch off. Billy. Yes, Beach. This just in. From the Eugene Register Guard, here are a few highlights for the week. It is with great sympathy that I announce to our listeners, listener, possibly listeners, that Maxine M. Dombrowski, 88, of Eugene, died November 21st. Visitation will be at 10 a.m. Wednesday, November 26th at St. Mark Catholic Church in Eugene. A mass of Christian burial to follow at 11 a.m. Wednesday, November 26th at the church. Remembrance to the American Heart Association. Arrangements by Poole Larson Funeral Home in Eugene. Maxine, I'm sure you will be missed. Billy, do you wonder who who is this? Billy, I have no idea, but she's dead now, so we will never really get to know her now, will we? Okay, on another note... (laughs) Is that true? Well, she died. God! She's a... She's a... She's a... She's a she's a Polak. I do know that. Name I'm sure she was a lovely lady. All right, okay. But she'll never listen to the Heinrich Tailgaters' illegal <laughs> participation wow, either. Brutal. Yeah, it's kind of like when this is really sad. But it's like when Aunt Great Aunt Carol passed away, and 
Grandma was upset that she didn't go to her funeral, and Grandma was telling Uncle Steve about it, and Steve said, I don't know why you're worried so much. She ain't going to yours. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I love Uncle Steve. Okay. Too bad he doesn't listen to our podcast. Okay. Valley – here's another part. We're not done. Part two. Valley River Center won't find stores on uh, closed on Thanksgiving. This is actually true. Some Valley River businesses say they had been told they must open up on Thanksgiving. And we're talking like 6 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, with Thanksgiving and the year's biggest shopping day looming, managers of Valley River Center say they will not find stores that refuse to open on the holiday. The announcement came after representatives at two small stores in the mall told the Register Guard that its managers warned retailers that they would be fined if they violated their leases by closing for the Thursday holiday. One representative said he wanted to close Thursday for the sake of his employees because Thanksgiving is first and foremost a family holiday. It's unclear how many other stores at the mall will close for the holiday. The mall posted a message Sunday on Facebook saying that it would not find stores for being closed on Thanksgiving. The mall's property manager last week disputed the claim that it had told stores that they would be fined if they shut down for the day. I highly doubt that is true. Mm -hmm. The mall's announcement comes that that's when you have to eat crow because suddenly you got called out on what was a very dis poorly, poorly made decision. Mm -hmm. The mall's announcement comes amid growing public debate over whether the meaning of Thanksgiving is being diluted as retailers are opening ever earlier on the holiday to capitalize on sales during Black Friday, the official start of the holiday shopping season. Numerous large retailers, including Costco and REI, have bucked this trend and resolved to close on Thanksgiving. We think our retailers are the experts when it comes to understanding their customers, and we are happy to support them whenever they choose to open for Black Friday, and different retailers are making different choices that work for their customers, the Route Valley River Center's Facebook post said hmm. so after they ate the crow. Uh -huh. Valley River Center Mall's managers informed store managers in a memo last month that it would be mandatory for them to open no later than 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving, according to a memo one of the stores received. Two of the mall's anchor stores, Macy's and Sports Authority, will be open at 6 p.m. Another anchor, J.C. Penney, will open up at 5 p.m. Valley River Center will be open at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving and remain open until 9 p.m. Uh, J.C. Penney's got to open up early because they're going to go broke if they don't get some sales this season. Yeah. So anyway, this was uh, just a little bit of update. So how the communists down there run their mall, mandating and telling other people what to do. Typical socialist state of Eugene. Mm -hmm. And... On a completely unrelated note, yeah. the blood center of Eugene needs donors. Donors needed today. Zero positive, they need 29. O negative, they need 32. A positive, 21. A negative, 9. B positive, they need 5. B negative, they need 15. AB positive, they need 1. And AB negative, they need 1. The Lane Blood Center at 2211 Willamette Street is open Monday to Wednesday from 10 to 6 p.m., Thursday and Friday from 8 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., and Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon. You want to go ahead and go give blood to the people of Eugene. So just to recap, Godspeed, Maxine. Way to redeem yourself, Valley Center. Nice to see you refrain from your communistic ways and give blood. <laughs> okay, Beach. That was, that was a go. different one. I, th I try to bring it a little different, yeah. you know, because I get tired of this, the, the same old, same yeah. old. All right. Nice. Okay. Cool. That was a good one. Where are we on to next? Thank you. Where are we on All to right, next? Uh, we're about ready to go under further review for week number 13 in the Pac-12. After further review, the runner did 
Cross the Touchdown. This was not a good week for Oregon State. <sighs> to say the least, Beach. All right. So here we go. Um, updating our standings of our three-man pick'em heading into mm-hmm. uh, the 13th week. You mm-hmm. and Kyle were tied with 48 out of 76. I was in the lead with 50 out of 76. All right, Beach. So all the games were on Saturday, the 22nd last week. First up was Washington State at Arizona State. Do you remember who you took? I'm pretty sure I took Arizona State because I am not a fan of Leach. Yep. Uh, so did Kyle. I hate you, Kyle. And so did I. Uh, Arizona State quarterback. Isn't that, what the hell is his name? I didn't write it down. I don't know. It's Taylor Kelly, I believe, coming off a horrible performance at OSU last week, threw for four touchdowns, and the number 13 Sun Devils dominated the second half for a 52-31 victory over Washington State. Now, Arizona State running back DJ Foster rushed for three touchdowns, and Arizona State converted all five Cougar turnovers into TDs. God, that's upsetting for the for uh, the Cougs yeah, there. Good. No, not, not at all. Good. So uh, Defense did not have a good day. No. So the... The uh, quarterback that looked like a million bucks against Oregon State, Falk from Washington State, looked like hell against Arizona State. And the Arizona State quarterback, who looked like hell against Oregon State, looked amazing against Washington State. So, change of fortunes for both of those teams there. Hmm. All right, Beach, so we all got the point on that. Next up, Beach, was Arizona at Utah. Do you remember who you took? You know, I should write this down, Billy. I forgot, but I think I took Arizona on no, this one. No, Beach, you took Utah. I did take yes, Utah. I, you know, I was up in the air because I thought, you know, they're, to me, they're both well-matched schools, but I guess we'll find out how close yes, they were. Yes, Beach, all three of us actually took Utah. Really? I must have. Oh, it was at Utah. Was That's at why Utah. I took Now, Beach. That's, I, think, I would think I was tossed up, but because it was at Utah, I was taking Utah. Yes. So last week, Beach, on Thursday, Arizona practiced at 6 o'clock in the morning with the sprinklers on. To prepare for a stormy Salt Lake City, and it must have paid off for Arizona coach Rich Rodriguez. Arizona freshman running back Nick Wilson ran for 128 yards and three TDs as the number 15 Wildcats overcame an injury to quarterback Anu Solomon and pulled away from Utah for a 41-10 win. Now, Arizona reached nine wins for the first time since its 1998 Holiday Bowl team that went 12-1 and was ranked number four at the end of the season. Wow, that was a cock punch for all of us, yes, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So uh, none of us got the point on there. And Arizona So Arizona's looking pretty good to uh, take on Oregon in the Pac-12 championship Well, we'll game. have to wait and see now, won't we? Okay. Hey, um, so we'll talk, the we'll Pac- talk about that when we're okay. done. I know okay. you're getting to. Oh, yeah, all right. Uh, not just that, but um, the, the tr- championship game will affect the rankings of the teams, will it not? Oh, of course. Okay, so it's yeah, we'll once talk, we'll they're in talk the, about that here in a second. Rank, rankings can still move even once the normal season is over and they go into Correct. the Correct. You, you have to keep winning. If you play in your conference championship game, it's going to affect where you stand. Okay. Yes. All, right. All right, Beach. So uh, none of us got the point there. Next up was Stanford at Cal. Do you remember who you took? Uh, Stanford at Cal. I th- oh, golly, Billy. Again, this was a pretty tough week. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I took Cal. No, BG you took Stanford. No, I can't guess for saving me, can I? You took Stanford. All three of us. I was taking home teams, damn it. I don't know. All, okay. all three of us <laughs> took Stanford. 
and that was a good Perfect. thing. Uh, Stanford running back Remond Wright ran for four touchdowns, and Stanford used a smothering defensive effort to route rival Cal 38-17 and clinch bowl eligibility. Now, Stanford's Blake Martinez intercepted two passes and forced a fumble as the Cardinals created five turnovers. Stan- as the Cardinal. Sorry, as the Cardinal created five turnovers. Stanford beat the Golden Bears for the fifth straight time in the big game to retain the Stanford Axe. The Stanford yeah. Axe. So Stanford had to give up their Axe for the big game? No, they had So it. they lose Okay, but it's the Stanford Axe? Well, or see, what it, happened... Or is it just called the Axe and then it goes to whoever? We talked about this, Beach. Oh, we did talk so about it. So Stanford had an Axe, and they took it to a game at Cal. They lost the game, and they ended up leaving their Axe there by accident. They called Cal up, and they said, hey, can we get our Axe back? And Cal said, yeah, you can get it back if you beat us next, next. year. Yeah. Uh, and so now it's the Stanford Axe, and that's what they play for. Okay. And don't you remember at the end of the game, you have students from each of the school and they stand apart from each other and to have the stare down and like the last few minutes of the game with the team that owns possession of the ax holding it and the other team standing across staring at him. And at the end of the game, whoever has won the game gets to take the ax. And wow. they just stand there staring at each other. These blank. Staring. You know, if we didn't have a freaking Oregon state to go game to go to that week, we need to go to that just game. To see it sometime. I think it's so. It's kind of fun. It would be a riot. All right, Beach. So we all got. Now we could be like in our own little stare down, staring at both of them. You because stand there in the middle. Ooh. <laughs> Who's going to stare down who? You could, you could stare at one and I could stare at the other. Exactly. And then halfway through a switch. Mm-hmm. And we'll just keep going. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So next up, Beach, right. was Colorado at Oregon, the Battle of the Bong. You know, I know we haven't had it in a while. Uh, oh, no, no. Sorry. Go on. I'm sorry. Go on, move on. next okay. one. I was I was gonna make a comment and be wrong. Okay, Go so ahead. it's Colorado at Oregon, and what I'm dubbing, dubbing the Battle of the Bong. They should have a big bong that they pass back and forth. They totally that should. I'm, completely I'm surprised when a game takes place, so they just sit in the middle of the field. Have a completely different uh, connotation of them hanging in a bong back and forth. They'd be yeah. like, "Who wins? Doesn't matter, man. Just don't bogart the thing." Okay, <laughs> do you remember who you took, Beach? Um, we were going for points on this one, not for what we wanted. So I took Oregon. Exactly. Always. You, you got to go with your, your brain, not your heart. Yep. All right, Beach. All three of us took Oregon and Oregon quarterback, Marcus Mariota threw for 323 yards and three TDs and also ran for 73 yards and another score against Colorado, giving him 42 total TDs this season to set a pac 12 record. Now, uh, freshman running back Royce Freeman ran for 105 yards and two additional scores for the Ducks, and fans gave Mariota a standing ovation when he was substituted late in the game to the chance of Mariota, Mariota. So, yeah, Ducks kicked the crap out of Colorado. Yeah, they, they just want to get him on the news so they can uh, get some more Theisman or some Heisman attention. Yeah, possibly. Do you know, uh, uh, it was a little article about uh, after the game, uh, 12-year-old boy, I think it was, uh, Pat Pay, uh, nephew yeah. or something, he uh, they he had a question and said something to the coach. And uh, he's, he goes to a private Catholic school, yeah. and he said, well, what, what's the discussion in your school? Well, he goes, everybody says, at school is talking about it. Yeah. And he goes, there's, he goes, you know, there's three things everybody talks about, and, and Mariota's one of them. And the coach said, he kind of laughed, and he goes, what are the three things? And he said, Beach. He said, Jesus, girls, and Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like yeah. 
So he's going to be gone. Uh, yeah, I would think so. Because, yeah, that was the question is if he was going to stay or not. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I would. I mean, why risk a potential injury? I mean, I'm surprised he even stayed around this year. Well, I, I think one more year, I understand. You know, with him mm-hmm. and his center, Hornus uh, Grassow coming back, it made sense. But mm-hmm. I, I don't see him come back anymore. No. So, where does that put us to, Billy? Who's All right, next? Beach, next up was UC, uh, USC at UCLA. Do you remember who you took? I've been hitting wrong all the time. I can't remember. I, I've been hitting the bong too who much. Who did you think you took? Uh, I think I took UCLA. Actually, you did. You and okay. Kyle both took UCLA. I, unfortunately, took USC. I, I just think USC is too weak at this yeah. point in the season. Well, and UCLA looked good. UCLA's quarterback Brent Hunley's first pass was intercepted by USC linebacker Anthony Sparrow and returned for a touchdown. But the USC celebration didn't last long. Hundley then passed for 326 yards and three TDs and rushed for another as number nine UCLA blew past number 19 USC 38 to 20 Saturday night for the Bruins' third straight victory in the series. Hundley got a little redemption there, didn't yep. he? Now, the Bruin defense limited the Trojans to just 200 yards and seven points in the first three quarters. Now, UCLA only needs to beat Stanford this week to secure the South and set up a rematch with Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. All righty. So there you go. So you two picked up the point there. I, however, did not. And, Beach, that brings us to the last game of the week, Oregon State at Washington. So uh, going back to your comment there, so UCLA only needs to beat Stanford this week to secure the South. So is that because Arizona and UCLA (laughs) are tied and and Arizona lost to UCLA? They're tied with all of them. (laughs) Okay. Um, And UCLA owns the tiebreakers. Okay. So you, you, if, uh, cause uh, UCLA beat Arizona on a last second kick. Okay. That's right. And so if UCLA wins, they go. Gotcha, because they overtake Arizona exactly. because of the direct head-to-head. Exactly. Okay. Um, Arizona State needs to beat Arizona and have UCLA lose. Okay. Arizona, so they're, they're... or no, wait. Arizona, yeah, Arizona State has to beat Arizona and Arizona State. If UCLA, if UCLA loses, then the winner of the Arizona-Arizona State game goes. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It all comes down to yeah, the end. Yeah, it comes down to the end. All right, B, so the last game up was Oregon State at Washington. Do you remember who you had? Uh, I always have picked the Beavs, and I really thought. And I think, if anything, we haven't done a Tanner Boyle. This makes me want to puke. <laughs> but uh, I think we're gotten close on yeah. this one. Washington State wide receiver Jaden Mickens caught a 54-yard TD pass on Washington's first drive and added a 36-yard TD run in the fourth quarter while Dwayne Washington ran for 68-yard TD as the Huskies raced out to a 37-13 win Saturday. Now, the Beavs were without running back Teron Ward, and they also lost running back Chris Brown to a season-ending shoulder injury early in the game. Now, the Beavs gave up a sack on their first snap from scrimmage beads and really never recovered. Man, it was just a sad game. Although I have to say on uh, Micken's 54-yard TD pass, that was offensive pass interference that should have been called. And I also think on the uh, 36-yard TD run, he stepped mm-hmm. out of bounds three or four times, although on the instant replay you couldn't tell if he did. Although I believe he did, you couldn't tell without for you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he did. So, Gotcha. 
But that first play where he caught the TE pass that, it was definitely pass interference. There was a flag. There was a flag off. thrown on the on the play, and I'm going, oh, it's coming back for offensive pass interference because it was such a bad shove off. Uh-huh. But uh, they uh, the flag wasn't for that at all. It was actually for uh, hands to the face against Oregon State, which was also a penalty there. That it was. Um, yeah, uh, I think it was uh, Obum Guacham came up into the t- tackle's face, and, and it was. He took his helmet off, and it was hands to the face. But there also should have been an offensive pass interference. But the Beavs had it down to where they were uh, about ready to uh, get in close there, and um, at the start of the second quarter, and had a nice long pass play. And the very next play, uh, Mannion threw a, an interception that was returned quite a ways back. Um, if they would have scored there, they'd have been down 14 to 17, and actually not mm-hmm. looking too yeah. bad considering. I was going to say, and then suddenly it gives you some motivation how because you see the first quarter was for the Beavs. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well, and it, it's amazing when you're down by two or three scores. It's tough to overlook that when you're playing because you're you're not playing to win, you're playing to you're look playing to decent. Catch up at that. Point. Yeah, but when you're only like a score down, you're like, oh dang, we can get this. You know, I think I think you you know it's it's always that. I don't know. It's, it's your motivation can yeah. change. But needless to say, Beach, the Beavs lost, and none of us scored a point on that one. So, at the end of Week 13, Beach, these standings are Kyle, I hate you, Kyle, 52 out of 82, Beach, 52 out of 82, mm-hmm. and myself, 53 out of 80. Out of 80? Yes. Or excuse me, out of 82. Sorry. I was going to say, what two games are you exempting yourself can't, from? Can't read, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't read my writing. <laughs> so so uh, we're going to see what happens this week. This week will be for all the marbles. Because we said at the beginning yeah. of the season we were going to go through the, through the regular season and we would use the championship game for a, a tiebreaker, tiebreaker. At, should we need it. And then Kyle mm-hmm. uh, emailed me today and said he would like to – uh, carry this on through the. We'll do another set for the bowl games because um, okay. I think there's seven or eight Pac-12 teams that are bowl eligible. That would just be me throwing darts yeah. at oh, the wall. We'll wait and but see. Okay, so we'll do that. Um, but he also texted me uh, at that time and said he feels like Mari or War- Wario, you know, from from Super Mario Brothers, Wario, the evil Mario. And he said, okay. "I'm a gonna win." So I don't know. Take that for what it's worth. Okay. Right, uh, so like, I, I I think like I'm the little the little Mexican dude from the Bad News Bears breaking mm-hmm. training. I'm gonna hit I'm just it. Sitting down. I'm gonna I'm hit gonna it. Hit it. I'm gonna hit it. But I don't out. hit. I know. All right, Beach. Yes, so uh, let's look at the pack. <laughs> so I strike out on uh, so many levels, Billy. It's so like sad. a normal Friday night for Beach. All right. Uh, so we're gonna talk about the Pac-12 and the polls, Beach. In the AP poll, Oregon has moved up to number three. UCLA is at 9, Arizona at 12, and Arizona State at 10. USC fell out. Uh, In the USA Today coaches poll, Oregon's again at 3, UCLA at 10, Arizona at 12, at 13. You know, that's amazing, Beach, because UCLA had worked their way up until they played, or uh, and then they fell. Then they lost to Oregon the next week and fell out of the top 25, and now they're all the way back up into the top 10. It's kind of amazing. So now, mm-hmm. and, and this is as of last week, Beach, for the playoff uh, rankings for the new playoff that they're doing. The top 10 are as follows. Okay. Alabama at one, Oregon mm-hmm. at two, 
Florida mm-hmm. State at three, Mississippi State at four, TCU at five, Ohio State at six, Baylor at seven. Now, last week, Ole Miss was number eight, but they lost, so they're going to fall out. UCLA at okay. nine, and Georgia at ten. So, theoretically, UCLA still has a shot. What? Uh, how many of those teams are still undefeated? The only undefeated team is Florida State at number three. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So, um, Alabama has beaten the fourth-place Mississippi State. Um, and Alabama has a loss, but I don't remember to who at this point. Um, Ohio State is number six, lost in like the second week of the season to Virginia Tech. And the interesting one is TCU, who's number five, has one loss on their record to Baylor at number seven. Now, Baylor, I think, lost to West Virginia, who's not ranked. So okay. it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. I just This is what's going to tell me, Beach. Somehow, some way, they're going to get two SEC teams in here. I've been saying this since the beginning of the season. They're going to find some way to screw this around and get two SEC teams in here. And I get tired of these damn SEC teams going, well, we play a really hard conference. Who cares? Everyone's in a hard conference. One, Mm -hmm. you don't play every team in your conference, right? And then Mm -hmm. you play a lot of patsies, too, for for no reason. When there's plenty of uh, good out-of-conference games that are within 500 miles of them, they play patsies. And it's a bunch of crap, you know. And they all, last weekend they all played patsies. Oh, God. really? Alabama played like Western Carolina. Um, I don't remember who Mississippi State played, but they're all playing a bunch of patsies. And you know, I, I'm sorry, but as as good as the SEC is, there's still some teams in there that aren't very good. Vanderbilt is not mm-hmm. a very good team this year. I don't care how any way you slice it, they're not very good. You know, every every league mm-hmm. is going to have its weak sisters. But so what? When I always hate that. Well, would you, we just we beat up on each other. So, win your conference. Win your conference and you can go. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, Ohio State. Well, maybe they're the best team in the nation, and they just play a bunch. You know, they're too. But too bad their whole league is weak sisters. And I'm not saying they are because I think Big Ten's you know fairly good. They've they've got a couple of they've got some weak sauce in there. But I, I just get tired of this crap. And the SEC with their just new better than thou. Oh, well, we play in these tough things. Shut up. Anyways, rant done. Okay. All right, now time for one of your favorite segments of the week, the Tommy Tuberville. What's he think I look like? A jackass? You sure do. <laughs> jackass of the week award. Now, every week we like to discuss a person in college athletics who exemplifies the truly worst in sportsmanship, leadership, or just being a fan. Now, this week, Beach. We're going to talk about uh, a very heated rivalry in college athletics. Okay. The one that exists between North Carolina and Duke. Now, everybody knows how much these two schools really hate each other when it comes to basketball. Yeah, I was going to say those are the two stellar basketball exactly. teams, aren't they? But this rivalry also, also extends into football. Now, after North Carolina won on Saturday at Duke's Wallace Wade Stadium, for its first triumph in the series since 2011, the North Carolina players gathered on the field to spray paint the victory bell, uh, Carolina Blue, as is customary. So kind of like USC and UCLA, who has a victory bell, they have a victory bell, mm-hmm. and whichever team wins it, they spray paint it their color. So Duke sprays it, they're, they're kind of darker blue, 
North Carolina spray paints it Carolina blue, which is a specific color, uh, shade of blue called Carolina blue. Now, okay. they, as they took the bell into the locker room, they continued to spray paint everything, leaving damage everywhere. Now, players spray painted all over the locker room, and they caused extensive damage. Sounds like they should be in Ferguson. It's pretty much, huh? Just sounds stupid. Are you guys in college? Really? Uh-huh. You do it out in the field. Yeah. You leave it there. Be- you don't spray paint locker to- room. They were spray painting lockers. To- they were spray to- painting to- benches. To- to quote uh, Aaron Andrews, stay classy. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice one, Beach. bitch. Okay, yeah. thanks. So um, after that, Tar Heels coach Larry Fedora called to apologize to Duke coach David Cutcliffe, while North Carolina athletic director Bubba Cunningham apologized to his Duke counterpart, Kevin White. Now, on a side note, it could only be in the South where your athletic director could be named Bubba Cunningham. You know what wow. I mean? Bubba. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Bubba Cunningham. It's not like it didn't in 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 the the articles that I was all referencing for this. It didn't say like <laughs> Matt. You know, quote unquote Bubba Cunningham. It was yeah. just Bubba Cunningham. <laughs> so now, of course, wonder of if course, likes, I wonder if he likes. I wonder if he likes shrimp. Probably. Probably. Now, of course, North Carolina said it will pay for the damages. But really, are you guys that stupid? Like, they don't think they're going to get caught. Yeah, this reminds me, too, a couple years ago, I think, or where it was Cal, uh, just beat the crap out of the uh, Oregon State uh, baseball locker room, the visitor's locker room. They just beat the crap out of it with bats and smash stuff in and put holes in walls. And it's like, really? Are you guys that stupid? But obviously they are. It wasn't us. It was, it was the other team. Obviously they are. So, Found so North way. Carolina's football team, you get this week's jackass of the week award yeah i just saw that i'm like that's just stupid so yeah, low just class cool. anyways beach let's move on to our acdc musical interlude all right all right beach so uh as we've been working our way through the season we're up to the 14th and most current uh, album released by ACDC came out in 2008 called Black Ice. Do you have, you know, I never bought this oh, it's album. It's a great album. I need to get it. I, I just, I need to go to my iTunes and get a gift card purchase so I can have some funds and start buying some songs. Cause I'm, I'm way behind my music at, right at now. Costco today, Beach, and you could get a hundred dollars in iTunes gift cards for 79. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a sweet. Save, save one bucks, so it's always good. All right, Beach. So, um, yeah. well, then I have made this week's pick, and it was their first uh, single that they released off the album called "Rock and Roll Train." Now, the interesting thing, Beach, great song by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But as you listen to it, they never say the words "rock and roll train" in the song. Yeah. Really. What do they say? Okay, I mean I've heard the song, I know the song, but I'll have to I'll have to listen carefully to the lyrics. All right, Beach. They just they the the um they just said the words were too great for the title. It rolled too well, but it didn't uh, didn't work in the lyrics of the song. So here Hmm. is "Rock and Roll Train" by ACDC off their 2008 release, Black Eyes. 
There you go. That was awesome, Billy. Now, so, Beach, you know, are we going to have an album for next week? Uh, didn't they release the song uh, early? Actually, the new album is already streaming on iTunes. Yes. Really? So, Dude, we're totally we will have a song for awesome. next week. Sweet. What a way All to right, end Beach. it. All right. So, um, as we move along here, it is time for us to preview week 14, the final regular season week. In the Pac-12. <clears throat> okay, this is where it all comes down for the what is 150 yeah, well, bucks? Yeah, well, it's it's 100 bucks because you know, you're not going to pay yourself because we had fi- we had 100 we had 50 bucks oh. each riding on it. So whoever oh, okay, wins okay, gets okay, 100 gotcha. from the other two. So, all right, okay. So first up, one game on Friday, November 28th, for the Territorial Cup, Arizona State at Arizona. Who do you got, Beach? I'm taking Arizona on this one. Arizona. All right. I, I Well, I think the fact that, uh, you know, here's my okay. thing. I, I want to see Arizona take on Oregon one more time. You, you think they can beat them? I think so. Is, is that what you are 
that's what I'm hoping on. That's what I'm banking on. That's what I'm, that's what I'm praying for. That's what I am. I am, uh, I am communing for, uh, whatever it takes. You're, what'd you say you're communing for? Yeah. Whatever, whatever it takes, you know, I'm going to go in the Catholic church, do some hail Marys, you know, all right. Um, go back to the monk house go. again. Kyle says, talk to God. <laughs> Kyle says, I'm willing to pick whatever team it takes, whatever team it takes me to get a win. I don't know what that means for what's coming up, but we'll wait and see. So he continues home field advantage, Arizona wins. So what do you think, Billy? What's your thoughts? Well, Beach, Cause this right here could either tie us. If you go the other way, either this will give us all a tie or it'll put you ahead by, uh, by an additional one and give you a lead that might be tough to overcome with the remaining well, games. Do it, Billy. Well, Beach, I, I, I've actually been thinking about this one a lot because Anu Solomon, the, the um, quarterback for Arizona, has been nicked up. Um, nicked, nicked up. up? He's beat, beat up. up. He didn't play much um, last week um, in mm-hmm. that game. Um, he uh, hurt an ankle on the team's final drive of the first half last week. But... Arizona isn't really saying if he's going to be available or not. That being said, I, I, I yeah, I've been thinking about this for like the last two days because I really want to win this. Wow, you're really yeah, wanting I it. do. I want to win this damn thing. Anyways, so thinking about it, I, I already had my team written down. I'm going to take Arizona because I think Solomon's going to play. I think just that elusiveness that Arizona has at the quarterback position is going to be trouble for Arizona State's blitzing blitzing defense. And I don't well, think Arizona State's coverage is very good. And I think Arizona's receivers are – put it this way. I think Arizona's receivers are better than Arizona State's DBs. So hmm. that's what we're going with. Well, if you just pick the same team as Kyle and I pick the whole way through, you're guaranteed uh, to win. I don't know because I haven't looked at what Kyle picks and I don't know what you're picking. So, I'm out All of right, control. Beach. Next up, Stanford at UCLA. I'm going to take UCLA on this one. Okay. UCLA. But ultimately, if UCLA wins, they're going to be taking on Oregon, correct. correct? And a repeat of last year's Pac-12 championship, which UCLA ultimately looked like they shouldn't have even yeah, been there. Truly. Well, UCLA has played there. No, no, no. Last year it was Stanford. Was Stanford, it Stanford last UCLA year? Stanford played UCLA last year, didn't they? Yeah, because Kyle or uh, Kyle. Uh, no, Stanford no, would have Stanford been. Stanford won the Pac-12. Stanford. Last year. Oh, Oregon you're right. You're the, right. You're right. Uh, Alamo Bowl. That's right. They got they got cut yep. out of it, didn't they? So I'm still going to stay with uh, UCLA. With UCLA. I, I just think the home team. Kyle says UCLA continues losing streak. Stanford wins. Beach, I'm taking mm-hmm. UCLA. Okay. I think UCLA is a better team. What they showed me against Stanford or against uh, USC last week. They were, That's they were what focused. I'm 
They were sharp. Why, why does why does Kyle say they're continuing their losing streak? Because they uh, lost a lot against UCLA has lost like the last three or four years to Stanford at towards the end of the season. So. Okay. Because don't you remember okay. a couple okay. years ago, they lost to Stanford in the final game of the season, and then had to play them again in the Pac-12 championship. That might have been last. That year. was that, that that was the year that they yeah because that was the year they just shouldn't have been there anyway though UCLA was weak yeah, last they year. They weren't very they? good, but the South was just weak. So. Hmm. All right. Yeah. All right, Beach. Uh, the next games um, are all on Saturday, November 29th. And we got some interesting ones here. So first up, Utah at Colorado. Taking Utah, Billy. I just think Colorado's not going to make it happen. Okay. Kyle says, no Pac-12 win for the bus this season. Utah wins. I, too, am taking Utah. I think Utah's a little bit beat up. But uh, I just don't think Colorado's that good. So. Mm-hmm. And Utah's a better team. So, next yeah. up, Beach, and in this game they play for the bejeweled shillelagh. Oh, I love the bejeweled yeah. shillelagh. Notre Dame is at USC. Who you got? No touchdown, Jesus. No touchdown, huh? Jesus. I don't think Notre Dame's all that good. I'm going with USC. Do they play yes, every they, year? That's one of their okay. traditional their traditional games. Just like uh, okay. US, uh, Notre Dame also plays Stanford every year. All right, Beach. Kyle says USC thumps Notre Dame. I, too, am taking USC. So that's one we've got straight across the board. Next up, Beach. BYU at Cal. Cal. <laughs> All right. Kyle says, BYU thinks they have it together. They will get blown out. So he's taking Cal. I, too, am taking Cal. I don't think BYU has got the uh, to run with uh, Cal's offense. That's my, yeah. thing. That's my thing. All right, Beach. up next, playing for the venerable Apple Cup, Washington at Washington State. Who you got? Well, Washington Washington State can surprise, I think, a little mm-hmm. bit this year, uh, but not this next week. Not 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 Saturday. Taking U Dub. I'm, I'm taking U Dub. Kyle says I'm looking forward to seeing just how Wazoo is going to cook it. Washington wins. Apple maggots. Uh, I too am taking U Dub, even though I don't think they're very good this year. I just uh, Washington State's just a mess. So. And I think that defense is – now they've got um, uh, Shaq Thompson back exclusively on defense. It makes Washington State, or makes Washington that much better. So mm-hmm. all three of us are taking U-Dub. All right, Beach. the last game for all the marbles for the Civil War, Oregon at Oregon State. Who you got, Beach? I'm taking the beeves on this one, and it's going to be a hard-fought win, but we're going to kick those sons of bitches. <laughs> All right, Beach. Kyle says, I hope to get a ticket. He, oh, By the way, Kyle will be at the tailgater. Yeah, Dude, that's awesome. Tailgater. So he says, I hope to get a ticket. Okay. Beavers have won the last three games I have attended. Beavs win despite you two picking the Ducks. Kyle, we hate you. Hey, is Kyle going to bring us $50? Maybe he should give it to me just okay. in case. Well, well, here, here's the deal. Okay, so I'm assuming you're going to go with Billy. Go ahead of and say I'm, it. Okay, Beach, first of all, 
We've been doing this for three seasons now. <laughs> Who has never uh-huh. not taken the beefs? I know I have always I think... taken the beefs. What about you, Beach? I think I've always taken the beefs. Hmm. We'll have to ask Kyle this question when we see him on on Saturday. Okay. Hey, but so this what this puts us in is the only game that we are mm-hmm. different on. One of us is what was it? The Stanford UCLA yeah. game, right? Okay, and you took UCLA. Uh, yeah, you and I took okay. UCLA. Kyle took Stanford. Okay, so theoretically, I have lost. Um, because it doesn't matter yeah, which actually, way it, it looks is. Like the best, the best that we can do is Stanford could win. I mean, if Stanford won, Kyle and I would be tied, and yeah. I would lose. So I'm out. I might as well just hand my fifty dollars to somebody yeah. at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Put a okay. fork in me. So hold on, f this crap. Not on my dog. This is like this. I, I'm not taking this some bitch out. I got nothing okay. to lose at this point. F okay. this crap, right? Okay, we're gonna change this taking? crap up. Um, f it. I'm taking oh, Notre okay. Dame. And you know what? We're gonna throw this crap another one. I, I'm going balls out. Will that help me? Will that still fix? Well, it? if 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 well. Uh... Well, that could tie you to me if UCLA wins. If UCLA okay. wins and Notre Dame wins, you and I would be tied. Then let's do that. I'm just going to okay. stick on that. So you're taking the domers. Okay. Yeah. So if UCLA wins. Because I'm not going to go in okay. and just lose. So if UCLA you know, wins, I'm, I'm... then I've won. But if. Stanford wins and Notre Dame wins, then you guys are tied. And I'm and you're out. That see, this makes it interesting. Do you see what I just did? Yeah, I I had to do this. I hope you appreciate what I do for you, Kyle. (laughs) All right. So we'll see what happens next week, Beach. Yeah, because I'm not going to go into next week going, I don't really give a crap what the hell went on. I already had it last week. This sucks. <laughs> I just gotta hope UCLA wins. It's it's kind of like if the dealer deals herself a blackjack. I'm not going that into sucks. that crap. That <laughs> All right, Beach. Uh, it's time to do a little Civil War Heinrich's Tailgater preview. All right, okay. so um, we will be getting out there about six o'clock. I'm. Did I tell you I'm coming over to yeah. your house? Yeah. Friday yeah. night. Okay. We'll have everything All ready right. for you. We will have another okay, guest here in uh, Peyton's room, but the uh, couch will be ready for you. Okay. Okay, that's fine. And um, figure. Who's who's also uh, here? Anybody friend I know? Amy. Yeah. Okay. She's flying right. in from Vegas uh, to do Thanksgiving with us up at Alan Trudy's house, and then she's going to come down to go to her first Heinrich Tailgater and Civil War game. Glad you warned me because that could have been a very awkward <laughs> exactly. wake up. Exactly. At- <laughs> exactly. Very awkward. Don't want that. Don't want that to happen yeah. to me again. <laughs> again. How you doing? Um. So yeah. So we'll be uh setting. We'll be out there and setting up at six. I, I know it happens to myself alone. I could imagine having having a girl next. So Beach, what I am probably gonna do is. I don't. You know, I don't normally have anybody. You know, normally I'm. I'm. Don't have anything yeah. to poke. There you go. So Beach, I am gonna oh. drive out Friday um, after work, and park my car. Okay. okay. So it'll be parked out in our spot to try and save us something. Oh. Um, you know the guys that tailgate uh-huh. next to us? 
they want us to save two spots. We'll see what we can yes, do. Yes, he said they're, they're going to be showing up around 10, so I figured we'd throw some okay. chairs out in the parking. We'll see what we can parking. do. But we will be okay. – we'll, I'll take my car out there after work on Friday and parking it in the spot. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got at mm-hmm. least the car there. And then when we come in in the morning, um, I'll move. They don't no, do that no, early, no, not do they? when we get out there. So I'll have everything ready okay. to go hopefully tomorrow. I'm going to have almost everything okay. ready to go. And I'll uh, fill up a cooler full of ice, full of fresh ice for us to take out. And I'll just leave that in my car so it's out there. Okay. Are we um, are we doing cookies or anything? Or are we just doing straight up? Oh, we're going to be doing cookies. Okay. okay. So we'll All talk right. about that right now, Beach. So I was going to bring out some breakfast stuff. We've got a few breakfast burritos. I was also going to go grab a few breakfast uh, pancake sausage corn dog things. Oh. Okay. So we'll have mm-hmm. those out there uh, for the for the okay. early comers. And then after that, Beach, um, we're going to be doing the unparalleled. Almost famous Heine's Philly cheesesteaks. Right, my with favorite. With all, all of the trimmings on it. Onions, peppers, mushrooms, all that kind of good stuff. Um, we're going to clean out the freezer for you, deep frying everything we can. Uh, okay. We're baking cookies. And basically, we're just going to clean out. Or we're taking every beer, soda, everything we got. So okay. hopefully it's all gone. You're going to bring hot, the extra hot dogs we have just in case we run out of Philly cheesesteaks. I think there's going to be a lot of freaking well, people I've at this game. I've got about 120 servings of Philly cheesesteak. Okay. How many hot dogs you got? About 50? Um, there's about 40 extra hot dogs. I'd really bring those. bring hot dogs? I would bring a few just in case we run okay. out of food We can again. throw them in the bottom and uh, if nothing else, pull those out at the end. Just keep them frozen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just refreeze them if we don't use them. So. Yep. Do you want me to bring dogs or do you want me to bring sausages? You know, sausages probably go over better. But the what do dogs might cook a little bit better from frozen. Okay, whatever you want, Billy. I'm not the, you know, let me tell you how bad I am. You know what I bought you today for lunch? I bought a, it was for five bucks mm-hmm. at Tilt. Which I need to go there again. That place was good. Peanut butter was and it jelly good? sandwich. It was good. And you know what I said to myself? Uh, for five bucks, I could not make this sandwich. Nice. This is good. I won't ever make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich again. I'm just going to freaking buy them done. Yeah. Too much of a pain in the ass to cook. I understand. Yeah. Three ingredients and a knife. I'm out. You're out. Mm -hmm. All right, Beach. Uh, And so we're just going to be doing everything. We'll be starting at 7. We'll have the TV out. We'll be going until about 4 o'clock, tearing down and heading into the game because it is senior day. So we might actually Mm -hmm. break down a smidge early. Okay. Now, it might be wet, but we don't care. We'll have the tents up. I'll be going strong. Do we have, do we have the forecast yeah, yet? Is it looking like it's going to be wet? And I'm okay. hoping that we get a lot of people to donate some money. Um, Cause any, if we get some extra cash, I would like to pick up a new tent again, another uh, 15 by mm-hmm. 10. So one of the, another yeah. one of the big ones. So, yeah. yeah so I like two those. of the big ones. So I think those run about two fifty or three. So hopefully we can get that okay. extra money in there. Then we also need to replace that one cooler that's pretty much seen its better days. This is true. It has. It has. Okay, just so you know, my cooler that I use for my deep fried crap, its lid really isn't on anymore. I'm letting the audience know. Yeah, they don't see it. Pretty, I have to deal with that crap. So. All righty, bees. Be, uh, beach. It's uh, time for a little uh, Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Horrors. She's just a girl. She's a ball. So I was going to do a um, – I was actually going to do one on Oregon, but I decided it wasn't 
right to do it at Civil War. I think that's just rubbing because they're going to have enough time, tough time dealing with the loss on Saturday that I really shouldn't rub them the wrong way going into the game. Don't you agree? Okay, so this is actually an article that was written by Gene Wojciechowski. What something like that is a he's a Polak too. <laughs> so anyway, this is called the College Recruits Lie: A Tale Gone Horribly Wrong. This was back in February eighth, two thousand eight. You might guys remember this if you know the two or three people that are listening. This was a high school player. But anyway, I'll, 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 I digress. Let's go on. So the small town football player involved in the most bizarre recruiting story, well, ever, answered the phone on the third ring. I'm not going to make any comment on it, said Kevin Hart, his voice subdued, almost sad. I don't mean to be impolite. I'm just going to hang up the phone. A moment later, click. Thursday was not a good day for Hart. How could it be? The sheriff's department wanted to talk to him again. But Wednesday was worse. Wednesday is when the pride of Fernley High School admitted that he had lied to the police, to his family, his friends, his teachers, his coaches, his teammates, his classmates, and anyone else in a small Nevada town who thought Hart was going to be the first Vaqueros player to receive a Division I football scholarship. I've been with the Lyon County Sheriff's Office for 18 years, said Lieutenant Rob Hall, and I've never seen anything like this. A week ago, in front of television cameras and a packed high school gymnasium, the six foot five, two hundred and ninety pound offensive guard placed two baseball caps on a table, a Cal Bears cap on his right, and an Oregon Ducks cap on his left, and then, after a dramatic pause, put the blue and gold Cal hat on his head. They really won me over, Hart told reporters. Coach Tedford and I talked a lot, and the fact that the head coach did most of the recruiting of me kind of gave me the real personal experience. Actually, the Cal head coach barely knew he existed. That's because there was was no scholarship offer. Not from Cal, not from Oregon, not from anywhere. Hart made it up. He made everything up. What began six months ago as a small, ego-driven lie, somewhere gained weight and strength and grew into an uncontrollable hoax. It enveloped a school, a town, a family, and maybe a future. Chinstrap deed in his own confused dishonesty. Hart issued a statement Wednesday through the county school district saying that he fabricated it all. I wanted to play D1 ball more than anything, he said in the statement. When I realized that it wasn't going to happen, I made up what I wanted to be reality. You've got to be, you got to give it uh, at least uh, Hart credit for facing the truth, not that he had any choice. Not long after Hart received a standing ovation at the school assembly, word of his decision made its way to recruiting chat rooms, uh, sampling from the bearinsider.com. First D1 player to come out of that high school, he must be a superstar at the school. I think this qualifies as a kaboom. Yes, I have seen him play. He's pretty good. His, he has college size, good skills. Good addition for Cal. Sounds like a great young man with that with size and attitude. I think Kevin Hart will be one hell of a sleeper recruit for Cal. Except that Cal never recruited him. And even though Hart attended football camps at Oregon and the nearby University of Nevada, he wasn't on either program's list of approximately 300 potential recruits. We knew of the kids, said sympathetic Chris Alt, head, of coach, head coach at Nevada. He was in our camp, but he's not a scholarship athlete. And yet about 10 days ago, a Nevada assistant coach told Alt, Coach, you won't believe this, but the Hart kid is going to Oregon. 
What, said Alt. Oregon's offering him a scholarship, said the assistant. A few days later, after spending time with nine players making their official weekend recruiting visits to Nevada, Alt came home, ate dinner, and then saw some jaw-dropping footage on the local news. There was the non-prospect Hart placing a cow cap on his head. Alt couldn't believe it. He started calling his assistant coaches, all, all the time consumed by a single paranoid thought. Holy God, this guy's a half hour from our campus and we didn't even recruit him. What's this going to look like? As early as last September, Hart told his school newspaper, uh, the Vercaro Voice, that he was being recruited by Nevada, Boise, um, Boise State, Washington, Oregon, Cal, and Oregon State, and that Oregon and Washington had already offered him full scholarships. And last Friday, Hart told reporters how difficult it had been to choose between a list of finalists that included Cal, Oregon, Nevada, Illinois, and Oklahoma State. All lies. Didn't talk to the kid one time, never recruited him, said Cal's Tedford during a Wednesday news conference. He was in our camp, Oregon coach Mike Bellotti told me Thursday. We evaluated him. We did not recruit him. Nobody on that list did, but Hart apparently was overwhelmed by his fixation on playing big-time football, on being wanted on the need to replicate what he had seen done by actual blue-chip players on a national signing day, the semi-insanity of high school seniors announcing their college decisions on local and even national television outlets, including ESPNU. Now that it's over, you just feel sorry for him, said Alt. Hart created a lie of audacious proportions. It was a lie doomed at conception. After all, what did he think would happen when news of his commitment reached Cal? Or when the police probed just below the waterline of his flimsy cover-up story? Hart told police he was duped by a fake recruiter, prompting a brief investigation. But there are more important questions to ask, such as where were the adults in this football horror flick? Tedford, Bellotti, and Alt never set foot in Hart's home, never even contacted the family, all standard recruiting doctrine when you're trying to sign a kid, and yet Hart's parents didn't think something was a little screwy. And wouldn't you think friendly coach Mark Hodges might have been a teensy bit curious why nobody from Oregon, Cal, Nevada ever bothered with a visit, a phone call, or a letter to him? Or maybe they simply wanted to believe the unbelievable. Friendly high principal Dave Regalado, when reached in his office Thursday morning, declined to comment on the situation. He referred all questions to Terry White of the Lyon County School District. White also was unavailable for comment. The adults hid, but not Hart's classmates. I'm disappointed, but I'm not angry, said Sean Ludanowski, another Polak, a friendly high, a friendly high junior who writes for the school newspaper. I texted him and told him that I stand by him. Hart needs all the friends he can get these days, according to Lewandowski. Hart hasn't been at school since last Friday's event, and if and when he returns, Lewandowski said the reaction among all the students will be mixed. No standing knows this time. As for football, Alt suggested Hart consider playing for a junior college program. But what if he wanted to walk on at Nevada, I said. There was a pause. I think it's best that we just let it lie, said Alt. I think it would be very difficult for him here. It's going to be difficult for him everywhere. At Fernley, at the next place he wears a football uniform, uh, well, that's what happens when you become the latest cautionary tale of college recruiting. The people who have talked to him say he's really embarrassed, ashamed of himself, said Lieutenant Hall, whose own two sons played football at Fernley. It sounds like he learned his lesson. Hall's investigation should be completed by early next week. The findings will be submitted to the district attorney. Yada, yada, yada. Anyway, you know... 
so this is about cheaters and whores, and it's hard to really. I mean, ultimately, this this gentleman lied. This this, this kid, this kid mm-hmm. lied, and I'm anti lying like you cannot believe. I cannot stand mm-hmm. liars. Um, one of my biggest bitches, and if somebody lies to me, I'm done with them. I don't trust them anymore, and I it's just over because who needs that type of person okay. in your life? Um, and, and that falls in lines with cheaters and whores. I mean, that that falls in the whores category because you're willing to do whatever it takes to get what you want done. But ultimately, I my my heart bleeds for this kid a little bit. I mean, now this has been six years mm-hmm. ago now, so he's probably through college and doing whatever he is on with Hopefully. his life. But um, but ultimately, you know, he made a very bad decision. At least he owned mm-hmm. up to it. I mean, it took him it took him a second mm-hmm. lie to finally own up to it. But it's a I you know, it's just so much easier to tell the truth. It's 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 probably easier to tell the lie, the second lie. But there's a certain point where you're going to have to tell the truth at the end. Yeah, I mean, again, I remember watching this video on TV when it was on six years ago and seeing that kid sit there and and grab Mm -hmm. the hat. And I'm just thinking, so somebody had to call the press to, to get a videotaped, you know, somebody called the local news agency, he's going to choose. And this whole stadium is filled with his classmates and he's sitting there in front of a table of which he went out and bought two hats Mm -hmm. to go through this Mm -hmm. whole thing. Uh, just, just shocked me at the time and, and still just unbelievable that it went as far as it did. And again, where were the adults in the whole thing? I, I will let it go just for the fact that, you know what, the kid's probably 17, 18 years old. Where were the adults exactly. asking the questions? Exactly. Or or do do people just want to believe yeah, the probably. lies? Probably. Everybody does. Yeah. Everybody needs good cheaters and horrors there. Now, now next yeah. week, I don't think we're going to have a cheaters and horrors, but you've talked about and and we're going to hold off till next week. Next week, you're going to have, because we talked about this a couple weeks ago. A few yeah, weeks a few ago, weeks ago, we yes. We were talking about the baton twirlers during the halftime show. So you're going to have a short synopsis on the history of baton twirling. It is quite interesting, believe it or not. I'm, quite interesting. And I did not. Yeah, I'll, I'll save I'm it for next week. I'm, but I'm, I can't wait. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And uh, it's like it's like a whole special just for nice, Jan Brady. Nice. All right, Beach. Before we go today, a couple things I wanted to let you know. First up, Beach, just in is the college football playoff rankings for this week. They came out just just a little while ago. And mm-hmm. the in the top 25, the Pac-12 has Utah at 25, Arizona State at 13, Arizona at 11, UCLA at 8, and Oregon at 2. So, And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. No matter where Oregon is ranked, they will always be a number 2 to me. And one other last piece of business in Beach. It is official. Oregon State has won the Civil War. Blood drive. They won the Civil War blood Sweet. drive. Sweet. So many thanks That's to all the donors awesome. who helped stock Oregon's blood banks and to all the beefs who came out and supported Oregon State and finally beat this, those ducks with the Civil War blood drive. So always a good thing. Yes. All right, Beach. Anything else to add before we sign off? No, I think right, I'm Beach. good. 
Well, I just want to thank everyone for listening to show number 57 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. Voicemail, 541-207-3586. Email, HeinrichTailgator at gmail.com. Also, follow me on Twitter. I'm at HeinrichTailgator. And you can also check us out on Twitter. Uh, just search for Heinrich Tailgator. And uh, Beach, it was a great show. Billy. It's a good show today. I look forward to uh, yeah. So uh, we'll end this show like we do every week, and with an even bigger one this week, a great big Go Beavs! You sound really desperate. Billy? You're like breathing hard. Oh, sorry. I had to run up two flights of stairs. Eva Longoria in a bikini. Oh, sorry. Maybe I was doing my Darth Vader impression. Doesn't help. The power to destroy a planet is nothing when compared to that. Okay. Okay. That was, that was Sean Connery doing. Yeah, I understand, but I also want to get recording here so I can get done and edit and. Well, post I, if it. you if you know why I'm I'm watching the Longoria, it's because I was going to my email so I could get the freaking outline for today's episode. I don't think watching Evan Longoria. I got sidetracked. It's like a squirrel. Well, because I need some quality alone time with my Evan Longoria. That's that's fine, but I want to go to sleep.